Well, left-wing website The Spin-Off recently did a pro-abortion story, which is no surprise that they're pushing that narrative. But it was the underlying facts in the middle of the report that told the real story, a pro-life story. Let's check it out. So what was the spin-off's concern in their article? Well, it was the percentage of Māori accessing abortion fell from 23 to 21%, 21.7% in the last uh, year of statistics, while Pacifica fell from 98 to 8%. Now, you would think the, uh, that would be a reason for celebration. Uh, but the number of abortions fell in the whole of the Manukau, the uh, county's Manukau area, South Auckland, in the last uh, abortion year. Now, most people would celebrate that. According to polling, most New Zealanders want less abortion, not more. But no, that's a cue for the spin-off uh, and left-wing sites to run to tiny pro-abortion advocacy groups like All Rands, which is run by an American activist with very few members, and say how maddening it is. Yes, she says it's maddening that people have to travel to have their unborn child's life ended, and it should be just right on their back doorstep. So they're desperately trying to organize an abortion clinic in South Auckland so that it's non-stigmatizing, whatever that means. I mean, Killing an unborn child deserves all the stigma it can get. Uh, and Middlemore, and well, let's just read what it says in the article because I found this highly ironical. And it says this Middlemore does provide terminations after, uh, only after 13 weeks of pregnancy, a small number of which are performed in exceptional circumstances. Looking after patients undergoing medical or surgical termination requires a workforce doctors, nurses, and administrators. And conscientious objectives, objectors, some of whom prefer to be known as conscientious obstructors, can be a significant factor, particularly in South Auckland. Shock horror, people have consciences, even in South Auckland. A junior doctor working in the abortion services department at Middlemore last year said nursing staff routinely declined to administer medication and care for the people on the ward who were receiving medical abortion performed after 13 weeks. He said, I would have to go up to the ward and administer the medication myself. And sometimes the patient would ask why the nurses weren't coming in the room. I didn't like it and I brought it up with management a few times and they were just like, nurses are entitled to that conscientious objection. Which I understand, but at the same time, if you're working in a woman's health ward, you should acknowledge that's part of the job. Well, <laughs> Uh, buddy, maybe because it's a health ward, that's why they don't want to be part of it. The article goes on, she was also told nurses willing to provide abortion care were hard to find, let alone having one on every shift. She witnessed judgmental comments about abortion being made in corridors and in, within earshot of patients' rooms. The doctor said that the department was otherwise excellent, but it was just the abortion stuff that went on and the comments around it. They're not okay. I think it's good Middlemore offers abortion past 13 weeks, but it has to be good quality service and without judgment. And there definitely was judgment. Now, when asked for comment, County's Manukau Health representative said the organisation respects conscientious objection. Dr. Sarah Tauk, Clinical Director of Women's Health at County's Manukau, later said of patients experiencing judgment at Middlemore that, quote, irrespective of the nature of the discussion, 
That is not expected behaviour on the gynaecology ward or by a division of women's health in general. Well, there's that key word again, health. Counties Manukau Health made no comment on the conflict between conscientious objection and service provision. New Zealand legislation used to protect the employment of conscientious objectors, or it used to protect the employment, but the Abortion Legislation Act 2020 removed some of that protection, giving employers powers such as termination of employment or less favourable terms when conscientious objection tips over into unreasonable disruption of service. Well, that's what the article says. I mean, you have to smile, don't you? They can't find enough doctors and nurses to perform abortions because these medical professionals know that it's not healthcare. You know, uh, here's the problem. Most doctors and nurses go into the profession to save lives, to give healthcare, to protect life. And killing an unborn child doesn't fit that vision. In fact, it's the complete opposite to do no harm. Let me leave you with some comments from Dr. Norman McLean. He qualified in medicine at Otago Medical School 50 years ago. He practiced with an obstetrics and gynecology for nearly 40 years. Southland Hospital, National Women's Hospital, Dundee, Scotland, and then back to Southland. And uh, he returned and he practiced 38 years as a specialist gynecologist and obstetrician in Southland. And during that time, he's done in the area of 8,000 births, including 2,000 cesarean sections, he performed up to 200 abortions early in his career. But after a year of performing the abortions and being somewhat uneasy, but cooperating within the system, he realized that this is not what he should be doing. It was not the medicine or the life-giving healing medicine that he wanted to practice. And from that day, he stopped. And just watch these comments, these three quick clips he made, and he made them just before New Zealand's extreme liberal law was passed. I stopped doing abortions as a result of a what I would call a revelation or an understanding that came to me quite suddenly uh, and th this relates to a teenage experience of having read about the German uh, destruction of the Jewish people the six million innocent Jewish people during the war and when I read about that as a teenager it greatly troubled me and I struggled to cope with it uh, and couldn't understand how a democratic Christian society could do that. It, it, it was incomprehensible to me how such a thing could happen on such a scale. I knew Mr Hitler was a bad man maybe, but how could all the people who were involved in turning the gas taps on do it? Well, after a year of performing the abortions and being somewhat uneasy but cooperating with the system, it came to me that I was doing the same thing. I was doing exactly the same thing. I was removing, destroying innocent, defenseless, unborn children. But in my mind, they were equal to Jews or equal to disabled children that the, Jew, that the German folk had killed 270,000 of them before they moved on to the Jews. And Dramatically, really, I, I realized this is not right. right. This is not what I should be doing. Uh, this is not the medicine, the uh, life-giving, healing medicine that I wanted to practice. And from that day, I stopped. But add that Sir William Lyley, one of New Zealand's greatest 
scientists and doctors, was the first man in the world to perform treatment of a baby before it was born, independent of its mother. This was intrauterine exchange transfusion. One of the great highlights of New Zealand scientific advance carried out at National Women's. While I was working there as a registrar, patients were coming from all over the world to receive this dramatic treatment where he was saving the lives of many babies by treating them inside the womb well before they were born. In other words, he was treating them as independent patients, independent of their mother. Sir William Lyley was the father of so-called fetology, where they recognised the baby as an independent patient, independent of its mother from the point of view of treatment. It's to be understood that in each and every abortion, a baby dies and is killed. That is why the Royal Commission was so wise in stating there are competing rights between the mother who is living and the unborn child who is also living. And that has to be weighed up, those competing rights. But with the proposed new law, it would seem that the mother has all the rights and no recognition of the existence of the baby, the life of the baby, the value of the baby is considered. It's shocking beyond belief. Yeah, great comments. In 2015, Dr. McLean was named a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit and the Queen's Birthday Honours for services to obstetrics and gynaecology and services to the unborn child. You know, I had to laugh at that spin-off article because it was pushing a pro-abortion narrative. Well, that's what it tried to. But unintentionally, I think, it actually showed that the medical profession on the whole is pro-life. And that's a great thing. Mm -hmm.